Buffalo Wild Wings has specials on food from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, and great deals on drinks all day. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $3 Wild Herd by Goose Island. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. In the heat of the moment, you're not just keeping it calm. You're keeping it cool, too. With an ice-cold cold brew. And not just any cold brew, but one that's slow-steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hello there, welcome to another episode of This Week in History with me, your host, Dan the Viking. And guess what? We made it. We made it to 100 episodes. I am super proud of this podcast and uh, all you guys for listening and and everything that you do for us is fantastic. Um, I almost can't believe that we've got to 100 episodes and I still have uh, sort of thousands of, of loyal fans uh, listening every single week and that's uh, amazing to hear and I, I you know I absolutely love all of you guys for for joining me and and listening and getting involved in in the episodes and this week we've gone for uh, I have been bigging it up for the last few weeks um, and I've sort of decided that we were going to make a, this episode 100 quite special and hit uh hit with uh, a few questions for me and and my dad so we, as for those of you who are regularly with us you know that dad joins us on many many episodes and it's a way for you guys to put your questions across to us uh let us know what you guys think um and and ask those questions that you've been really eager to ask um some of them are history based uh some of them are are not some of them are a bit personal um not too personal um some of them uh will probably hit hit home a little bit today dad because some of uh some of people are asking uh about your career um as a police officer which uh after 22 years has uh come to an end today um so we are on what day are we on the 30th of march and uh yeah so i thought it's quite it's quite poignant to be asking you some police questions today um so I, I am going to do um or we are going to do whether you like it or not um <laughs> we are going to do um a history of the metropolitan police as one episode um coming up i know you haven't researched this one yet but i mean you probably don't even need to research it to be honest but we're gonna do that because it's the oldest police force in the world and um yeah 
So we're going to do that at some point. But I thought you just obviously you just asked me what happens if I don't know the answers or I can't answer them. Just answer them as as best as you can. Um, so we're going to start with a nice easy one, um, which I did actually cover, believe it or not, in the last one of my last episodes, which is your birthday. Um, so do you know anyone famous that you share your birthday with? Um, David Soul. David, I don't know who David Soul is. Who's David Soul? Who's David Soul? Yeah, that's that. It's it's oh, is that, he's an actor. He's an actor. Oh yeah. Did did you know? I'm go, you're going to Google him now, aren't you? And show me. Right. You also share your birthday. This is the 25th of August. For those of you who don't know, with uh, Ivan the Terrible. <laughs> did you know that? I'd rather have Ivan the Terrible than uh, yeah. David Soul. Yeah, so uh, I thought that would uh, thought that would entertain you. We did, just did the Ivan the Terrible episode, and when I'm going through it, and it was like, Ivan was born on the 25th of August. Like, oh, was he? I know someone else who was born on the 25th of August. So um, that one's that one's there for you. A, a random famous person from history as well. Um, another question is... Um, <laughs> well, when are you two going to do the American Revolution from the British point of view? Um, it's right. There will be an episode on that. Obviously, we've just or I've I've just covered George the Third, um, which is obviously the last king of America. But it, there's so much out there from the British point of view. Well, the thing with the 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 Revolutionary War. Um, to Americans, it is absolutely vital part of their history. Mm. To the British, it, it's a side note. Yeah, um, and it is because we lost. You know, it's not. For- well, you, um, yes, in 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 broad terms, the the British Empire lost the colonies, as we said. Yeah. Know. But but the issue was the British Empire at the time had so much else to worry them mm. closer to home. Yeah. And the colonies weren't actually producing anything. No, not really. Whereas the rest of the empire was. So they didn't actually put as much effort into keeping the colonies as yeah. as they probably could have done. And oh. as a result, yeah, like you said... We lost. Yeah. But we uh, just but found we'll, Australia as well. So we sort of we took precedence. We sort of went, now ah, we'll, 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 well keep Australia was where we were sending criminals. Yeah. Um, we found gold and, in New Zealand. And we had, we had the Indian uh, empire that was um, coming through, sort yeah. of. Yeah. So, and India had silks and spices and, and everything else. And, and to be perfectly honest, America didn't have anything other than cotton. Yeah, and, is, co- and cotton can come from yeah. other places. So, in reality, yeah, we will cover it. But it's it's hard to, like we always say, history's written by the victors. And, you know, there's, with this, this particular war, because we didn't win it, we don't really talk about it. Whereas, because America won it, it's all they talk about. You see, I don't think the British, well, like, you just know that, Currently, if you ask um, almost anybody who's not a historian uh, what their opinion of of the Revolutionary War was, they wouldn't even know what it was over here. No, they, they wouldn't. You know, 
And if you then say, well, the war where America became independent, and they'd go, oh, right. It, 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 it's a strange thing. It's a very, very important piece of history, but... Not for us. But people over here just don't tend to no. make, make much of it. And it's not actually taught in school no, it's other not. than it's yeah we had we um the 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 people in the colonies over in in um, america uh decided to argue and uh basically kicked us out yeah yeah that's yeah that's pretty much the gist of it we don't we don't really teach it and so it will be coming but obviously there is that much information to get through and trying to decipher what information is british and what information is not i mean you've got to remember um even George Washington was British. You know, he, he was a British soldier before he started the American Revolution, so or is involved. It so a lot of it has got to you've it's got to sort of come from George III's perspective and, and Britain's perspective as a whole, but um I mean you had William Pitt was in charge of Parliament at that point and things obviously Pitt, yeah. Pitt or North, one of them two. Anyway, so yeah, there's a lot to that. Um so yeah, that's that one. Um, right, so this was one, um, obviously a bit of a, a random question, but obviously some Americans are aware, I would hope, that we drive on the correct side of the road. I won't say the right side of the road, because we drive on the left, but it's the correct side of the road. Um, and just wanted to know, explain the reasons behind it. Now... I don't know exactly that, the reasons. I mean, I know that when horse and carriages, we always say keep to the left, so I'm assuming it comes it, from it that. It comes from that, yeah. Yeah. Um, you have... Uh, uh, and it's... Um, go, it, can, it can go back to the knights in armour. Yeah. Yeah. Most knights were right-handed. Yes. So Therefore, in a joust, you would ride to the right of your oncoming... Yeah, yes. so the, so the oncoming would come onto the right and onto yeah. your right. So technically, you would be on the left. Yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. way you're facing. Yeah, you and can. it's just developed from there. Um, America built most of its road system for the motor car. Yes. Yeah. Whereas Britain built most of its roads for horse and cart. Yeah. And as a result, the the jousting side of things from just basic mm-hmm. horse riding and stuff it just it just comes from that yeah i mean and also we always it's a, there's a we always have a thing in this country of of women um, will always stand on the right hand side so the away from the road so if you're walking down a road a woman stands is it to your right woman stands on the on left. the left sorry woman stands on the left because your short sword arm is the right it's and you right. can draw it across out and across yourself without, to pr- and with, and protect the woman that's that's, that's it, it. Yeah. that's yeah, that's, that's why the man in the church goes down the right-hand side, and the woman on the, the left. woman is on the left. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's it's um, there's a lot of things, weird things from history that stick. I mean, I would also go down the fact that I would probably. I mean, I've not researched this, but I, I'm assuming that when America was founded, they also were kept to the left because Britain kept to the left, and when Britain had the colonies, America would have kept to the left. And yeah, but when America was being founded, um, you, there was no need for roads. America is such a vast place, yeah. whereas 
you know, the, the United Kingdom is a small, insignificant island off the coast of Europe. Yeah, which owned half the world. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like America. From what I I'm aware of, America is is they had a tendency in around the the late 1700s to basically stick the middle finger up to the English and go, right, we're going to do everything but different. Um, so when Britain drives on the left, or Britain has their horse and carts to the left, we're going to keep to the right. Britain wants to spell colour with a U, we're going to take the U out. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of... Well, you know about that, don't you? That's, that's it's, to do it's with, not, that's the, with the, the printing press, isn't well, it? Well, no, it's, it's, it's English. It's yeah. not American. English is the language. It was English first, mm. and that's the way it's spelt. America spell it wrong. Yes. I agree. Um, I because, also, <laughs> yeah, I covered it. Amer- in- there is a theory, and I've heard it. I do not tend to agree with it, but it is a theory that Americans realistically try to shorten things to make things easier. No, I yeah, I mean, I've heard that, and I also heard, um, which I believe I covered in in an episode, was that. Um, the, one of the main reasons for them dropping letters out of certain words, so like aluminium, colour, um, things like that, they did it because when the printing press came out in America, they charged per letter, not per word. So because they were charging per letter, if they could take certain letters out of words that still made sense, then they could save money. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, that's, whether that's again, true or not, I don't know. Again... I don't think there's going to be a definitive because we'll you know, know. <laughs> there, there are so many different theories. But yeah, yeah that that sounds quite um, reasonable. This one's for me, which is uh, how long have you been a lorry driver? I, I'm going to have to clarify this because I've had this question a few times, and I'm not actually a lorry driver. So we have lorries. You call them what do they call them? Trucks, yeah, semis, and okay. We, going in size, yeah. you have a car. You have a large car, you have a car-derived van, you then have what we call a van, which is three and a half ton. Okay, that's like mine. That's yeah. like yours. It's very, very similar. How would you describe that? Like um, a DPS? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or UPS, DPD, that sort of, yeah. like a delivery van. Like yeah. a delivery van. And then it goes up to a seven and a half ton. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's a rigid lorry. Mm-hmm. And then it goes up to a bigger rigid lorry, which is 22 tons. Yeah. And then you go to the 40-ton uh, lorry, which is what we would call an Arctic. Yeah. Articulated lorry. I think your American listeners would call that a semi. Right. Okay, dogs. Yeah. Or an 18-wheeler, isn't it, those ones? Yeah, yeah. they get up to 18 wheels. Right. So I'm I'm in the van section the three and a half ton yeah up to three and a half ton yeah. so i, I so don't I bigger don't than a car but smaller than seven ton yeah yeah so i don't drive a lorry <laughs> no um i mean I, i'm glad i don't drive a lorry trying to get fish out of one of them would best be way to describe it as an american is would be a small ups van yeah that's probably about the size yeah that, yeah yeah that's that's yeah his mine's white not brown but yeah that's yeah that size <laughs> it's that size yeah, yeah. Um, so, right, now this one, I asked you this last week, um, what is your favourite period in history, and would you want to, tr- oh, is, and, okay, these are two separate questions, so I'll go with the first one, what's your favourite period in history, and I'm going to say British history, 
and world history. <clears throat> so I'm going to go with event then, rather than period because okay. period is quite. Period. Uh, the, the, for me, the 1912 and Titanic. the Titanic. Yeah. That would have to be my thing. Um, it would be closely followed probably by um, the early 1800s, mm. um, the Napoleonic Wars. Yeah. And I suppose, to his degree, the American Civil War, because I find that fascinating. Yeah, I must admit, I think if I was going to go with worldwide, I would probably back you with that, the American Civil War. I really do find that that interesting. And I also find um, the Salem Witch Trials, that sort of thing, I find Mm -hmm. that really interesting. Um, British history, I'm British. I'm going with something like Trafalgar. Um, I, it depends. If you're talking of a single event, then British history, I would have to go with the Titanic and and Trafalgar yeah. and and things like that. If you're talking world history, yeah, I would be looking at the British Empire. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's covers everything, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> it covers everything. <laughs> I do. I do quite like. I mean, for me, I do like the early 1600s. So the the end of the Tudors. Um, so the the death of uh, Mary Queen of Scots going into the death of Elizabeth, then bringing James I down, uniting England and Scotland under one king for the first time. Um, then you go into um, the gunpowder plot. You've got the plague. You've got the Great Fire of London. You've got the Civil War. All of this happened in the space of like yeah. 60 years. So that, to me, is is probably one of the best periods in history. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that that kind of covers that one. This one for you, Dad. Uh, just said, what's your your first day of retirement going to be like? Um, it's tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what's tomorrow going to be like? Uh it's going to be different. Mm. It's um, I've got to say, I wasn't looking forward to it, and it it uh, although I've prepared for it for about three months when I knew I was going. I really didn't want it, and it is a very, very big change. Um, For the past 22 years, I've been going into work, working with a team of 45 and spending nine hours with them, and and I suppose now I'm on my own. Yeah. It's a big difference, isn't it? It's a hell of a difference. Yeah. And it's a big change. I mean, like, for me... I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm nowhere near retirement age. But you've gone from. It's not just the police. Isn't a job. It's a lifestyle. You know, you you're going from that life-threatening job every single day. I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of glad the way London's going at the moment. I'm kind of glad that you're retiring because it's a bit of a bit of a nightmare to to be. You know, the crimes through the roof and. Um, Sadiq Khan's an absolute useless mayor and I think right now it's probably the the best time to get out you know while you're not getting stabbed (laughs) well I don't know I mean but it's a a big change we we don't have um, a gun problem as such but we have one hell of a knife problem Mm. and the trouble is you can't stop people buying knives because people use them. You use them in the kitchen. You use them to eat your food. Um, even my, not my last night, the one that I've just come off, because to be honest, this is being recorded 
the day after I came off of a night shift, but the last night shift I was on, um, to be honest, I did have somebody come at me with a knife, um, and we took it off him and put him on the ground, and uh, and he got he actually got arrested. But um, you know, it's it's not the first time that someone's actually gone for me, or uh, or one of my colleagues. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting, but. And and this bloke, this was a gentleman in his own house, and he's sixty years old. You know, it's not a youngster. It's not no. a, a not a gang member or anything. He he had some uh, some issues, and uh, we weren't there. We were there to back up an ambulance crew, but yeah. the ambulance crew hadn't got there. We went in, and there he is. Yeah. And the next thing we know, we've dealt with him. He's on the floor. The knife's out of his hand, and he's in handcuffs on on the floor and screaming um, like mad because we, we don't sprayed shoot him first in this country. So. Well, we don't have guns. No, but that's what I mean. If if that's in America, a, a man in his sixties in his own home charges a police officer with a knife. Well, then he gets exactly what he deserves. He's getting he's getting killed, probably. Yeah, high, highly likely. But, we we don't. We didn't have. I mean, my colleague had a taser, but by the time he got to us, the taser would have been useless. We just, yeah. you know, I, I had. We've got what we call an asp, which is kind of a, a like a metal stick about um extends to about 24 inches um but even that to be honest wouldn't have been any use in that close quarter contact with uh, inside somebody's house in a room um yeah. so uh, we we just did what we do yeah that's what i mean it's uh, so it's a big change for you it is but i've had changes before you know mm. i trained as a motor, motor vehicle engineer yeah so I'm a qualified motor vehicle technician. Yes, and then You've saved I, my arse many times. And then I moved on from that to be um, a motorcycle display rider. Yes, and then from that into a, a roadside repairer, mm. motor, motor vehicle repairer, and then from that into uh, what we call the old bill. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that is another question. Uh, actually, is uh, do we call them the old bill, and do we still call police bobbies? Bobby's not so much. No, um, it's a term. Mainly. It's a term of endearment between officers when we're in the police station and and having a bit of a, a bit of a chat or a a, a banter type yeah. thing. Uh, Bobby's no, uh, Feds yeah, which is an American term which has crept in. Um, it's better than pigs. That's yeah. That that <laughs> actually um, yeah we get called that a lot. Yeah, yeah. You walk past somebody and there's an oink oink. Yeah. And uh, you sort of think, yeah, okay, I've heard that one before. Yeah. Well, that's probably the first time they've ever said it. It's a, yeah, like, they think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, we've heard it before, so it's not it's not that bad, but, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, sir, you wanted my attention. You've now got it. Yeah. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Favourite... Bit off topic now. We're going away from the police. Uh, Favourite musical artist? So I'm going to go with... Probably for both of us, it's probably a band rather than an actual individual artist. Um, but either mm, no, mine would be an artist. Go on, Loretta Lynn. Mm, country. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, my I I I think Loretta Lynn is very much um, underrated. Although it would also be very close to um, Kitty Wells. I think she's uh, she's very good. Um, and then I suppose if I was going to go for a group, I'm going to go completely out of the uh, out of the window and go for Angus Young from ACDC. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit surprised at that. I always thought you was more like a 
ZZ Top kind of guy. Oh, I saw ZZ. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I, there are lots of groups that I like, but if I had to pick yeah, specific. one specific, it would be Loretta Lynn. See, now me, it's Johnny Cash. Just absolutely love Johnny Cash. And you see, I can go with I can go with Johnny Cash, Roy Orbison. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Roy Orbison. There's a few yeah. good songs, but... It, d- it depends on what mood I'm in. I mean, I love country music. Mm. Um, I, I have my own country radio show. Yeah, tune in on Monday nights, Barnet yeah. Community Radio. Yeah, uh, 10 o'clock on yeah. UK time. Um, but I have my own radio show, and it's a country show. But I've got... I like swing music. Yes. So Bobby Darren, James... Uh, Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, yeah. Dean yeah. Martin, yeah, you know, all of that. I, I, I like that as well. But I've got to be in the mood for that one. Mm. So yeah, I'll stick with my original choice. See, my my favourite band is uh, is Five Finger Death Punch. So if anyone likes heavy metal, get out there and listen to them. But if you if you don't, then I'd give that a really wide berth. If you don't like heavy metal, <laughs> um, question is Valhalla similar to Heaven? So I'm assuming there someone's pulling on the the Viking side. Um, no, no, it's not. It's um, Valhalla is is essentially um, a pub, basically. It's a longhouse that uh, is in the kingdom of Asgard, and only the top warriors get to go there. It's not. Uh, it's not a a good deed that gets you there. It's not a bad deed. You could be the worst person in the world. Um, but if you die in battle and you prove yourself to be a good warrior, then you can find yourself at Odin's table. But other than that, it's not uh, its not a good or bad thing like heaven and hell. Why is there an R in saw when some folks from the UK say it? As in, As in a, a, a hand saw? Yeah. It's just the pronunciation. Yeah, yes, it diff- sounds like there's an R in the word, but when you spell it, it isn't. Oh right. There, there's a few. Oh, it's there's the pronunciation. A, there's, a, there's a there's a few um, English good. words that like that. Yeah, there's some great words. So, um, yeah, there are some good ones. But yeah, it's just a pronunciation thing. Um, and A W can sometimes be pronounced uh, in the UK as as a, as a R sound. Yeah. Oh, it's a pronunciation. That, that makes sense. And an or sound, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but then again, awning is a w. Yeah, so we have some weird words over here. Uh, yeah, um, right. Uh, what's your favourite movie? See now, for me, there's only one movie, and that's Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington. That is by far my favourite movie, hands down. Just- no, no, no. We were soldiers with Mel Gibson. Yeah, that is yeah that is a cracking film. The many that's, men have guns. That yeah. one, yeah, yeah. that is a good film actually. That's, that's probably my all-time favourite film. Custer's Regiment, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Seventh Cavalry. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's interesting when they put cavalry, but yeah, they go in helicopters. But yeah, uh, what was air cav? Yeah, no, I, I must admit, I, I've seen that with you. That was the first time I saw that, and I, I actually got my wife to to watch it, um, and yeah, she was she was very impressed. Um, so if there was one place in the world that you could visit, and you had all the fun that you had the time and the funds to do it. 
where would it be and what would you do oh um, it's a place I intend to go in the next couple of years to be honest um, I am saving up to do it and I want to go to Nashville yeah 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 I, I can yeah I can see that Home, I just, home of I, country music. I would just love to go to Nashville uh, for for a number of reasons. Yeah, mm. not only is it the home of Jack Daniels. Yep. Well, Tennessee is. Yeah, and it's also the home of the Titans. Yes, and and it's the home of country music. Mm-hmm. So, and you, yeah, Ten- Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, you've got Dollywood there as well. I'd love to go to Dollywood. I don't know why. It just so, it just <laughs> sounds really um, it sounds good, doesn't and, it? And uh, Graceland as well. I, I think I'd quite enjoy that. Um, yeah so um, right so what was school like for you as a kid I'll give mine in a minute Um, now uh, I don't know when you were growing up but when I was growing up we had uh, three schools we had what we called an infant school a junior school and a senior school yeah exactly the same um we, or I, didn't have a nursery school. So uh, the the infant school, to be honest, I can't remember much about. No, I... I um, it was a long, long time ago. Um, it was a school called Chater, and it was in Watford. Um, I think it was on South Sea Avenue, but I'm not sure. But uh, I then moved up to junior school. Yeah, and that would have been from 1969 to 1973. It's four years. It's a junior school, and it's just a. a I how do you describe the school to somebody who's not part of the British education system? It's a. That's a difficult one, but it was just a, a a school. Having done that, you then move on to a senior school. And I went to an all-boys senior school. Uh, the place looked like uh, Colditz, which was an American... Still uh, does. A um, Well, it was a prisoner of war camp by the Germans. It, it was uh, quite a large school. We had somewhere in the region of two and a half thousand uh, students, but we'd call them pupils, split into five years. And realistically it was just one of those things that you just went through i did enjoy school to be honest mm. um i liked uh some of the things that we had at our school and when i went these were these were unusual things you, we, you didn't get them in every school we had a forge where we made uh metalwork That's cool. we had a, a woodworking department we had a boxing ring uh we had about Can half, you imagine that nowadays? About ten, 10 tennis courts. We had um, a running track with all the athletic side of things. Now, bearing in mind, we're talking early 70s. Mm. You know, schools didn't have any equipment then. Bushy My Hall school now, did. Grange. Um, well, it was called Grange Park at the time. It's Bushy Hall. Um, the reason it was called Grange Park was because the year I went there, the school, which was Victoria Boys' School, caught fire. Right. And they had to move it. And they moved 
everybody into a new school, which was an old boarding school with just well masses of land um, just outside Watford in a place called Bushy. Yeah. That's an interesting place. It's changed name again now. It's not called Bushy Hall. It went from Grange Park to Bushy Hall, and then it's called something else now, and I remember. No well, idea what it was. But yes, if, if anybody has any specifics, specific questions, because what was it like at school? Mm, difficult. Um, I think I, I would say class of 20, all boys. And yeah. you can imagine what that kind of uh, see, well, see, started like, like. Yeah, for me, I mean, I I, I quite enjoyed, I enjoyed school. Um, I don't really remember much about second uh, about infant and junior school. Like I said, I went to um, a school called Little Furs in South Oxy that burnt down uh, about five times. Had our own swimming pool, but it burnt. They kept, oh yeah, I mean we we had a, we, we kept had getting burnt pool. down that one. Wonder why, but. <coughs> Excuse me, and they went to um, Bushy Meads, uh, not Bushy Meads, sorry, Bushy Manor, uh, which was my infant uh, junior school. Um, don't really remember anything from that, to be honest, other than we wore a green jumper. Um, and then I went, my secondary school was Queen Sports College in Bushy. Um, and to be honest, the only thing I ever remember from that school when I was there, because most of the time I wasn't there. That didn't turn up. Um, was I remember history? Always remember history lessons. And I was on the cricket team, the football team, the rugby team, the hockey team. Uh, yeah, pretty much any see, sports I could we, get. We into. didn't have teams as such. Yeah, you had the, um, the. Well, I suppose we did, but I was never in any of them. I I could run. Um, I mean, I managed doing. 1500 meters in six minutes when i was at school but i was nowhere near the top take me about 26 minutes yeah <laughs> but uh to be honest we had uh we, i mean my school was just just weird it had i mean we had a mechanics department where they had uh you know you take motorbike engines to bits and learn how they worked no uh, you never have anything like that no. now i mean most of my, my most of my teachers were um you'd see them they they wore a, a cloak. They had a they had hats with the square sort of thing on the top, uh, like Harry Potter. Yes, a yeah. bit bit like Harry Potter. And they were like, uh, and it was like, uh, I mean, all of the teachers uh, obviously had a, a degree in uh, throwing things without looking. Uh, yeah, and they were they, they they were so good at targeting people. You know, you said the wrong word, you'd end up with a what we call a board rubber come flying across the room. Yeah, we never uh, got that, <laughs> didn't you? No, no, I, no you I see, I think the rules changed. Yeah, then. we I, they were allowed to beat shit out of us at some point. Thank God, because <laughs> I'd have been. <laughs> I was a nightmare in school. Yeah, we we used to have uh, things called the cane and uh, and all sorts. Yeah, yeah. So no, you get not... sent to the headmaster's office, you would be in trouble. Yeah, well, my, yeah, we was all right. I got the worst one we ever got was get out. Go and stand in the hallway. All right, fine. Oh. You're not going to teach me. I'll just go and do what I want. So yeah, we was all right with ours. But uh, so this one, very very off topic, but very history orientated. And you did kind of answer it a little bit because um, they put it on the Facebook group. But it was Napoleon, the Hitler slash Putin of his time. Now, I would. S I'm going to drop Putin out of this. Because whatever we think of Putin, he was he hasn't 
as far as I'm aware, uh, this is the 30th of March, um, but as far as I'm aware, has not committed any atrocities to the level of someone like Adolf Hitler. Um, the invasion, as far as he's concerned, is legitimate from his point of view. It's illegitimate from our point of view. But at the to me, until there's been an investigation as to what's going on with him, I, I don't think you could put him in the same category as Hitler. Um, he's definitely a dictator, um, but I, I wouldn't say he's, he's at that level yet. And to be honest, I hope he doesn't get to that level. Um, but I'd, I, I would say... Yeah, I'm getting a look. Do you not like Putin? It's not whether I like him or not. I would um, I would go back to the question, the way I answered it on the Facebook page, and say, mm. no, um, Napoleon wouldn't be in the same category, mainly because, um, I mean, all of them are uh, dictators in their own right. Mm. Yes. But Napoleon just wanted to expand the French Empire. Yeah. So... He attacked countries because he wanted the land. Mm -hmm. And the resources from it. And the resources from it. Whereas um, Hitler, and to some extent uh, our Russian um, leader, or current Russian leader, Putin, they believe that they have a legitimate claim on what they're doing. Now, both of those parties believe that uh, they are taking back land that was taken from them mm -hmm. and contained uh, the majority of the population in those areas are want to be part of, in, in uh, Hitler's case, Germany, in Putin's case, Russia. Yep. And they are being picked on by the current... Um, regime yeah, yeah of that country and therefore they have gone in to help their fellow citizens hmm. um, that's their reasoning for doing it it is completely in my opinion ridiculous mm -hmm. but that's their reasoning so in effect to answer the question napoleon is not like hitler and putin, and putin. For that reason, yeah, um, and that's the way you've answered it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I the, would the, say the, the, the last two are doing it because they think they're right, whereas Napoleon did it because he wanted. So, in in all essence, if you actually look at the three, you could almost argue that Napoleon is worse because Hitler, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm gonna say concentration camps and mass genocide aside which is a very hard thing to say when you're talking about Adolf Hitler he actually made a very good point the treaty of Versailles was far too harsh on Germany it was ridiculous that they, they even took places like the Rhineland which was the German heartland for industry they took it and gave it to France right so they took massive massive chunks off Germany and Germany wanted it back because the people in that those areas were German, the people working in those areas were German, the people and they weren't paying taxes to Germany, and Germany was losing out on all of this money because the treaty was so harsh. So Hitler's concept of taking back land that was taken off him, I kind of understand. Putin, mm. on the other hand, yeah, but Hitler got greedy 
Yes. Oh, yeah, he and did. Because and overextended be- his arm. Because everybody outside the German sphere of influence um, allowed him to do it without mm-hmm. consequences, yeah. he just basically took the mickey and went that step further. Yeah. Had he have stopped at taking back those particular the, lands? Yeah, if he had stopped at taking the Rhineland and Zudatenland, yeah, he probably would have they not would have let him go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in saying that, that's not that's an episode there. But you, yeah. if you're going to do somebody like, um, oh Hitler, you can't cover in one. You, you could, but you you would be accused of being biased, and you're going to have to take the emotion out of thing. everybody knows what he did but very few know what he didn't do yes and so you know you'd have to it'd be a very very difficult one but mm-hmm. it's one to think of yeah and 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 like and, it, and i would say in this aspect putin would be a hundred percent wrong because ukraine didn't just decide ukraine wasn't taken away from russia ukraine voted to leave and ukraine became its own country on the back of the soviet union disbanding so he's actually invading a country that as far as the ukrainians are concerned is nothing to do with them so i mean i you could go as far as saying that you know he's he he wanted the donbass region which is particularly russian um i think had he have gone in and just taken the donbass region and not bothered going into Ukraine, into Kiev and all of the other places in Ukraine, I think maybe the West would have cut him a little bit of slack. As it turns out, he's just been a bit of a bell end, as far as I'm concerned. He's gone to that again. It's it's just a case of someone getting a little bit of power or a little bit too much power and just overextending what they've got. Um, I hate politics. <laughs> um, right. Politics aside, I'm going to go back to uh, a couple of questions. So I got this question from a friend, um, and I, I mean, I don't find it very funny, um, but he said, can you ask your dad if I am, if you, obviously me, are adopted because your dad is really interesting and you're not? <laughs> um, oh, So I thought that was a bit harsh, to be honest, but... Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not adopted. No, you're not. <laughs> no, there's definitely. If you you only got to see a photograph, the two of us. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> um, if but, I had if I had the hair in the same condition, then yeah, yeah we wouldn't be too far off. I'm going your way. I am starting to thin out on top. To be yeah. fair, so that's that's good. You know. Um, but yeah, but it's <laughs> nice to know that people find me interesting. And oh, they not do. Too worried I mean, about you. I'm gonna read. Um, <laughs> There was a, a, a thing put up on the Facebook group. I don't know if you saw it, but it was put up today um, by uh, Ben or Benjamin. I don't know if you prefer to be called Benjamin or Ben. Um, and I'm going to read this out because I think this, to me, sums up quite a lot of our listeners. Um, and it's, he just put it's the the 100th episode. Congratulations to Dan the Viking. I must say that you are a wonderful host. I say this because through the years... You're guiding us through these events and shelling out your perspective. You've given us a good look at it. I feel I'm getting a new perspective and the facts simultaneously. Along comes Dave Gamblin and he gives us more perspective. I'll tell you, 
Mr. Gambling the Elder, which I thought was quite funny. Um, I, I <laughs> yeah, was, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. I was unsure at first listen. I did not want the podcast to change. But now I want more of your stories, and I really enjoy your style to tell them. Dan the Viking, please continue to include your dad in this venture. And I think that's, that is a point that a lot of people have made, is... We did probably about 30 episodes before I, I did the Titanic. And I always said right from the start was, I will do the Titanic, but I wanted you to do it. Um, and I think a lot of people were, oh, okay, well, he's gone from a single host to doing it with his dad. They weren't sure about it. But now the consensus is they want more and more of, of us doing it together. Um, so... Yeah, I think that that pretty much sums it up. I think a lot of people at first were a bit like, "Well, I'm not sure about this," but I mean, yeah, I personally I would love to be able to do my own podcast, but the <laughs> issue is, one, I don't have the technical knowledge, uh, and two, to be honest, I didn't have the time. Now so, you're retired, though. Uh, yeah, but I still don't think I'm going to have the time to go. It takes me, uh, for, for those that are interested, when I do a podcast for Dan, it takes me about two weeks to do the research. Um, I know the basics of the story, but I don't like to get facts wrong. So yes. what I do is I will find part of the story, make some notes on it, and then try and back up the facts with other people's um history versions so mm -hmm. things like the titanic unfortunately for dan i did that all from memory that was just me because i know i know a lot that. about that but uh, other some of the other things the the this sort of uh, we've just done one recently on uh, donald campbell and there was yes. a lot of dates and speeds on that and i could have made that just a complete list uh but yeah. when when you get sort of so-and-so has done this at this time at this speed and it's suddenly you think well okay but that's one bit i'll make sure that that's correct so i go through several different uh websites and books to confirm it and then when i know that that is what it is that's when it goes into the notes that i use and and i do use notes because some of the things that we discuss mm. have to be uh oh yeah you know you don't want to give out false information. No. I mean, some may creep in, but hopefully not while I'm doing it. No. I mean, the main the main thing I find with, with dates is... It, sorry, with history is dates. That is the hardest thing to, to nail down, and, and you do need to have that written down, or you do need to have at least a version of that. Even when I'm doing mine, I, I have to make sure that I've got my dates right. Nine times out of ten, I normally have like a Wikipedia page up in the background just to flip out and you know check me dates and things like that just just to be sure well you know i don't all i have is just the notes that i've yeah. made so it's yeah i mean i mean we i do them slightly different um i have started to if you actually listen to my my modern uh the, the sort of the last few episodes especially the the one that went live i think today or yesterday which was uh ivan the terrible um i did sort of give an overview of of Russia at that time or of Moscovy at that time. So I am starting to, I'm taking parts of how you do your podcast and, and incorporating it into mm. to how I do mine. Um, well, so, I find that if you take things out of context, they can be misinterpreted. Oh, so you 100%. have to put 
a little bit of a background in and mm. I try to do that first and then bring your story out and then if there is a conclusion, stick it in at the end. Yeah. Um, right, I have got a couple of questions and they are um, they are quite, well, they're, they're to do with your job. Um, one, one of them is... He said, uh, have you ever had a case at work that's made you want to quit? Um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, not quit the job, no. Um, there are times when I can understand why somebody has done something. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that I agree with what they've done, but I can understand it. Um, I say, for an example, somebody goes into a supermarket and steals some food because they've got no money and they haven't eaten for three days. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. They've still committed a crime. They still end up. As to have I had anybody uh, that really that I wanted to leave the job over, uh, the answer's got to be no. 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 That's good. No. That's good because, I mean, like you... You know, you see some of these um, documentaries and things like that, and and you know, you talk about like serial killer documentaries and things like that. I mean, I I love them. I love those sort of crime documentaries, and y you sort of think. I mean, if some of the stuff that some, I mean, I know these are detectives. A lot of these, rather than and obviously your frontline police, but ninety percent of the time, it's that frontline police officer that opens that door first. It's that police officer that that in, goes in, in and sees the scenery. Yeah. In the history of the UK police, it is ninety-nine percent of all crimes. It is what we call a first responder, an emergency response team officer, that has been first on scene. Yeah, it may be passed over to specific units. You know, like the homicide unit, which we call the murder squad, um, the uh, the flying squad for armed robberies. Uh, the burglary teams for 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 big burglaries, but it is in the main uh, an ERPT officer, which is emergency response patrol teams officer, that will attend first. We're first on scene to fights. We're first on scene to stabbings. We're first on scene to to the the uh, terrorist attacks in London. Armed officers might turn up later response team officers are there first and that's 22 years of response team officer is what i've been yeah that's pretty cool um so i mean obviously this one he, he said um have you ever arrested anyone famous now i'm not sure you'd even be able to tell us if you had um or he says or worked on any famous cases like um i mean Obviously, like if, for example, in Liverpool, you've got like the Jamie Bolger case or things like that. Um, anything that people probably don't know about, even things like um, you just said, obviously there, there was a first responder that that was at the Tower Bridge when uh, when that got attacked and things like that. Have, have you ever been there for for ones that people might have seen on TV or? It's. Uh, I know you can't give to, us to be much. honest. To be honest. Um, I've got to say, I haven't been... For for the big famous crimes that make world news, the answer's got to be no. no. However, I was involved in um, 
a car accident that involved uh, a very, very famous singer, and that was just down the road. Uh, he was arrested for drink drive. It wasn't me that did that, but I did attend the scene and, and assist with the removal of the car. Um, I have reported... Did you get a signature? No, and he's dead now, so it's not... It's, you know. oh, that's George Michael, then. <laughs> um, he, lived, he lived in Watford. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't possibly say. No. Um, for uh, your, uh, the American listeners, uh, you will never have heard of this gentleman, but I did attend a very famous Brazilian footballer who plays in the UK at the moment. That's a soccer player to, to you. Um, I was first on scene to an armed robbery uh, where he fought back and uh, didn't get anything stolen. And because of the information that I obtained at the time, uh, the uh, person was located and arrested and he's now serving time. That's cool. Um, that uh, that was one that uh, that was actually last year. Um, mm. There's a very very prominent footballer for a Premiership football team. Okay, well you can deduce what you want from that. Well, we live in North London, so yeah, yeah, you can deduce what. Well, to be fair, I mean, it could be anyone in it really in London. It could, it could be, be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know I, you're not allowed uh, to give us details, yeah. so. but. Um, in, in regards to that, no, most of my crimes that I, I've uh, I've been to are, are, gonna, are just what we would call in the police run-of-the-mill, you know, domestic incidents where... Yeah, stabbings one, and shootings, one, that's run-of-the-mill. W- one person. Well, funnily enough, stabbings are. Yeah, I know, but it shouldn't be, should it? I mean, we, I, I, my last night, I was uh, the opposite end of my uh, patrol area and uh, a call came out. Very early on, uh, man had had his hand chopped off with a machete. You know, that's down the bottom end of the ground. I did not attend that one. But then I had to go to, we haven't seen this 81-year-old woman for a few days. Can you go and knock on the door and make sure she's all right? Was she? No. No. <laughs> okay. No, we, I don't we, know why we, I'm laughing because it's we, not funny. We, but... we smashed the door in and, yeah, she's she's dead. She was there. So, you know, that... It, that's the kind of thing that, that you know that we do, and you know, escorting drunken idiots off of buses, and and. I mean, that's one thing you're not going to miss, though, is it? That that smell of walking into a house like that, because I bet that wasn't. It's a, a distinctive smell yeah. that you can never get rid of. In yeah. fact, it's a smell that you can taste. Yeah. And yes, you yeah. you, you never you're you not never ever forget it. You won't miss it though. Not that. No, but I've done lots. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a it's a completely different kind of smell to um, fatal car accidents and things like that that, that mm. we also I uh, also go to. In fact, that is my speciality on team. I was the uh, the road traffic accident specialist. Well, I mean, I'll never I'll never forget the uh, God. How many years ago was that when you had your bike accident and you was in hospital for bloody ages? Two thousand and seven. Yeah. So I mean. You you know and what would you do? Twenty miles an hour, if that? No, twenty miles. It was yeah. about twenty twenty five miles an hour. Yeah, which is mental because you was doing twenty five miles an hour and you was in hospital for how long? Eight days. Yeah, and then I came off my motorbike at forty five on a roundabout, and I'd forgot that I was on a manual and not an automatic, and dumped the clutch in the rain, 
skidded off the bike, went across the curb, smacked into the curb, bounced up into someone else's front garden, and I went to school the next day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's you know when you look at the two accidents, she was doing twenty miles an hour on a normal road, and it was just the it was the paint, wasn't it? On the uh, it was paint on the side on the bottom. On the, the, over in the UK, I don't know about the 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 US, but over in the UK, sometimes they will paint road signs on the actual road surface. Yeah, and. Uh, on that particular occasion, it was on a left-hand bend. My bike went into it. The front wheel stepped out. Um, it uh, basically threw me over the handlebars. And uh, I uh, ended up flying through the air. Mm. When I hit the ground, well, I landed on my arm, broke my wrist. And then the bike decided, I'm not going to roll over and fall on its side. I'm going to drive over the rider. Oh, it stayed up? Yeah, the bike stayed up and hit me. Brilliant. And I got hit by my own bike. I mean that's that's and, quite impressive to come off your bike, hit the road, and then your bike just follows up behind you. And you don't ride small bikes either. No, no, no. So I I had a, it was a fourteen hundred Suzuki. Yeah, I had a one two five. So yeah, there's a bit <laughs> bit of a difference there. Yes, on, yes. I had I, I, at the time I had a a, a fourteen, which is a one point four liter four cylinder Suzuki motorcycle, which weighs. Well, it's diff- it's difficult to pick up. And funnily enough, I've still got it. Yes, you have. Yeah, I, it took me months to got repair it. Got a new fuel it. tank, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was black. It's now black and red. I remember that. I remember when you got the new fuel tank. I was like, that's not the same colour. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, we've we've had a, we've had a few experiences. But um, the, the only other question that I, I did get, which was um, about sports teams. Um, so... One question was, "What do you? What's your opinion on American sports?" Um, oh, it depends which sport. Yes, I know um, I'm exactly the same with that. Now, I love NFL. Yes, me too. Um, I uh, can't say I am a supporter because I don't pay any money to them, so I don't support this team. You've got a shirt. I follow the Tennessee Titans. You got a shirt, and yeah, yeah, of course I got a shirt. No, so you pay money to them. Well, I suppose, but in the great big scheme of things, yeah. no, I am. I I follow the team, but I can't say I actually support them as yeah. as such. Um, in the literal sense, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I suppose I am a Tennessee Titans supporter, fan, fan whatever yeah. you want to call them. I uh, think they all know I'm a Steelers fan. With regards to other American sports, um, baseball, no. Nah. No, I not for cannot me. stand that. Um, it just doesn't have any interest to me whatsoever. See, now I can watch the highlights of a baseball game. See, that's for me. Baseball is one of them ones that you know when they nitpick like twenty-minute highlights out of it. I can watch that where they get struck out, where they hit the home runs, where they've got a run to the base. You know that. But the, it's, it's just a, a it's, it's just a, a version hour. of the old British rounders game, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. It's a so four-hour game, and there's only ten minutes of it that's actually exciting, and that's what annoys me about mm. it. So I can't um, can't do that. What else? The basketball. I cannot literally stand basketball. No. It it it's um, it just isn't it. It just goes from one end to the other, it's too from one end to the other, and it, you know, it's, yeah, it's just. No, when when the scoreline ends up being like ninety to eighty-seven, you sort of go, 
okay, this was this was a bit ridiculous. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. It's. It, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of skill in all sports. Oh, major in, in all sports. Um, ice hockey. Ice yeah. hockey. Now, ice hockey, I can watch. Yes, I like ice hockey. You know, I wouldn't if it was. It wouldn't be my first choice, but if it was on, I yeah, I have been known to watch ice hockey. Mm. Um, other American sports. Are there other American sports? Uh, lacrosse. Don't really know no. much about that. Uh, NASCAR. NASCAR I love. See, no, I, I, to me, that is a load of... Now, now, shoot me down, but my opinion of NASCAR is a load of toothless rednecks riding around a roundabout. Now I know they're not. I know there's a lot more to it than that. Like I, I'm aware there's a lot of skill, but essentially it's a big roundabout, and most of them are, you know. Yeah, I mean it's there. Uh, oval tracks aren't the most exciting. No, but um, I've got to turn around and say that uh, yeah, NASCAR. There's some special crashes in it. I mean, I must admit it's like a banger race, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, yeah, I I, I like NASCAR, and and you know, yeah. I think uh, a toothless red, a toothless redneck. I think Dale Earnhardt <laughs> might have something to say about that if he was still around. Is, it, was he not a toothless redneck then? No, he wasn't. He was no. one of the best. <laughs> I mean, I'm just best racing car drivers outside of Formula One. Yeah, I'm all cool. Yes, yeah, uh, now Formula One. I quite like Formula One. Oh, I love Formula One. But I can't stand Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> and being... Oh, no, I cannot stand Lewis Hamilton. And the fact that he's the only British driver we've got at the moment... Yeah, I don't like Lewis Hamilton. He's just... Oh, no, can't stand him. Um, and at the moment, what's going on with Ferrari? What what colour is that? They're supposed to be <laughs> Supposed to be red. red. They're supposed to be red. And they've gone, like, maroon... And I'm like, I was watching it, and I was thinking, I watched the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, and I'm like, I'm not, what what colour is that? I'm just not having it. I'm not having the colour. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're into our sports. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of cricket. I know you don't like cricket. Cricket is about the... My opinion of cricket is very, very low. Yes. It rates almost as high on my scale as darts, snooker, and golf. I do like darts, though. Have you ever been to Alexandra Palace where they, you know... They... I used to play darts. Yeah. And I still don't like it. I love And I wasn't too bad at it, no, either. I was all right, to be fair. I used to play in a pub team. Yeah, I used to play for a garage when, yeah. I, when I worked in a garage. Yeah, I don't mind, I don't mind darts. I, I, I'm not a... I used to do golf, but I can't watch... God, I cannot watch golf. People who sit there and watch golf can't watch that. Do you know the thing that amazes me about golf? The television camera operators that follow the ball. I reckon they must be descendants of World War Two searchlight operators. Oh yeah, they're unbelievable. Yeah, but other is, than that, no golf. Is golf is just not golf is just not my sport. No, no, and cricket. Well, cricket is just to me. <laughs> cricket is boring. Cricket's a very British game, though, isn't it? It is, and I really, I suppose, I should like <laughs> should it, like but it. I don't. I tell you what, though. You know anyone who's who's contemplating whether you like cricket or not, or you don't know anything about cricket, go and watch the World Cup final between England and New Zealand. Okay, and if you watch that, and and then tell me 
that cricket isn't exciting. You you just can't watch. It, it, honestly, the World Cup, the Cricket World Cup, it got to the last over, the last ball, and England got a draw. It went to a super over, which has never been done in world cricket in in that at that event, a uh, World Cup final. And he, as you do realise, a so a, what what you're calling a super over is is just prolonging the pain. It's another over, yeah. Yeah, but as he's just making it longer and worse. He had to get. I can't remember how many runs it was, but he had. They had to get it, and as he's run back to the end, he's dived to get the bat in into the into the crease, and the ball that's been thrown in has bounced off the bat and gone for four. And England won the World Cup because of that, and it was just honestly, it was unbelievable. You just, you watch that, watch the World Cup final, England, New Zealand, watch that, and then tell me you don't like cricket because you just can't watch that. And I, I even had the kids. The kids were like, "Oh, I don't want to watch cricket." I'm like, just watch it. It's the World Cup final, and England won, and it would just, it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, rugby, not a fan of rugby. No, not but, a fan of rugby. But yet, and yet. You rugby fans aren't fans of NFL, so... Well, know. I mean, I obviously I... Most of these listeners know I, I played NFL, or NFL, I wish I was in the NFL. I played American football um, for three different teams in the UK. Um, I was head coach of a team in the UK. Um, so, I mean, I, I've played it at probably the highest level in this country um, that we can get without going into Europe. and Which is like, like sort of... Um, Junior school, yeah, pub, public, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if we, it's, if like, our, it's like, yeah, it's it's American football played by eight year olds. Yeah, if if <laughs> if our team was to come up against one of your high school teams with fifteen year old kids, we would get our asses kicked because even though I mean I played offensive line, um, I was I was pretty good. I, I mean I was pretty good to be fair. We we had quarterback that could knock a beer can off your head at fifty yards. But just the the intensity that goes into to these you know to high schools we we wouldn't have compared. But um, you know we played at that that level and the the difference in the sport. But we used to get loads of rugby guys saying, "Oh yeah, it's just uh, it's just rugby, but with pads." And I'm like, "Well, come and play." Because I played rugby at high school. Um, rugby is designed to they what they call cheek to cheek. So if you anyone who's into American football. Have a look at uh, Seattle, the Seahawks. They do this, or they did do this in the, on their defense, which is tackle around the waist. They're not looking for the big hits. They're not looking for attacking the players. They're looking to immobilize, which is what rugby is designed to do. Um, and that's why they won the Super Bowl a few years ago, because of the way they, their defense worked and how they tackled. But American football is high impact. It's a very high impact. And the fact that in rugby, you can only hit the person with the ball. The amount of times that playing offensive line, I would come off. I don't have the ball. I mean, I was centre. I get rid of the ball. I've then hit a linebacker and then flattened a cornerback, and I, they don't even have the ball. So you can hit people without the ball. So that's why I liked American football, and it's just fun to hit people. To be fair, um, but as far as actual football, and I'm not going to call it soccer because that's just an insult. As far as actual football goes. Um, what what team are you? Yeah. I am uh, <laughs> team that probably nobody in the US has ever heard of. It's um, it's Watford. Um, 
and Watford are, <laughs> to be honest, I just call them an up and down team. They yeah. they they play in the Premiership and then they get relegated, relegated and then they then go they back. Go, they're a yo yo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how much your listeners know about um, the Amer- the the football system here. You have it's a league. It, it is a league of four divisions. Every team in each division plays every other team in the division twice. Once at home, once away. Which means if you are in the Premiership, which has 20 teams, you play uh, 30, 38 games. games. Yeah. Now, you get three points for a win and one for a draw. One for a draw nothing yep. for a loss. At the end of the season, the team at the the bottom three teams drop a division and the division below the top three teams go up, go up a division yeah so there's always new teams in in each division um and Watford are too good for what we call the championship which is the second division but they are not good enough to stay in the premiership which is a yeah. first division yeah and and i am from Watford and will always follow Watford um but my team that I actually support and if if someone asks me what team I support um I support West Ham so most of you will probably have heard of West Ham if you haven't just so you know it's the team that Barack Obama supports just thought I'd throw that one out there you know yeah so you got Barack Obama <laughs> I'd rather have Elton John. Yeah, you have got Elton John, yeah. We have got Elton John. Elton John is a Watford fan. He used to be the chairman of the of, of the team. And he has a stand named after him. I have. Yes. Cause the Elton the, John uh, stand. The Elton John stand, which yeah. is directly opposite where my seat is, because I'm on the opposite side. I am on the Graham Taylor stand. Oh, it used to be the Rouse, didn't it? It used to be the Rouse stand. Yeah, yeah it's now Graham Taylor. See, this is what I mean. Growing up in Watford, I used to go to all the Watford games. And, and like I said, I'm one of these... If Watford are playing, I want Watford to win. The only time I don't want Watford to win is if they're playing West Ham. That's it. Um, so it's it's one of those ones where it's a bit bit of a strange one, I think. But you, you you're not supposed to have two teams, right? You're not. You're supposed to have one team that you support. But I'm from Watford, and I support West Ham, so I'm always going to look out for them. And to be honest, up until a few years ago, it wasn't really a problem because Watford and West Ham were never in the same division. But Watford have been slowly getting better and better and better, and now they're in the same division. So, yeah, it's, they're not doing very well. They no. are currently second from bottom. Yeah, and we and are, they've been there all season. <laughs> and West Ham might actually win the Europa League, although we have got to get past Leon first. So yeah. they they have the they have an international competition where. Uh, we play teams from other countries as well, if you're good enough. Uh, um, West Ham, for the first time since 1986, something like that, have made it to a quarter-final. So, yeah. Bit of a long episode, this one, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but I think I think we did it justice. I think we did, we did well here. I think that's quite good. You reckon? Yeah, I hope I haven't pissed anyone off because I did go a little bit political at one point. But yeah, you'll have to have a listen and, and let us know what you think. And, you know, I say this every single time, but to me now, this is more poignant than ever. Um, 100 episodes. Um, do you know what? When I started this podcast, I genuinely was not expecting to to get the 
response that I've got. You know, oh, we've had over a hundred thousand downloads, um, over a hundred ep- well, up up to a hundred episodes now. Um, been going for two years or just over two years. Um, you know, fifteen hundred downloads a week uh, from you guys. Um, sixteen members on Patreon. Um, which you know you guys are are even even more special to me than than everybody else because you guys actually um you know you guys put in the not just your time and effort to listen but you you feel the the ability to to pay to pay to listen which you you know you don't have to do so um you know it's it's just amazing and and I never thought 2 years ago when I started this podcast that I would be in a position where um you know I'm sat here uh, you know on episode 100 it's 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 quite impressive I, i'm really impressed with it and i i didn't actually think it's gonna sound a bit bit soppy but i de- didn't actually think i'd be sat here with you doing this um because no that's kind of you nice know, yeah it's i i you know i obviously the re- people ask me they've asked me in previous episodes you know what got me into history um and it, it is you know the the thing with growing up um obviously i come into to to my dad's uh, weekends and things like that and and growing up he, you don't realize what you've got um and then when you grow up and you you remember things and and I you know I I always used to go out and and do things and and we used to go and go bowling and things like that but the thing that always stays with me from being a child was and it it sounds so stupid but sitting downstairs and it's cold outside, the curtains are shut, and the History Channel's on. And and it sounds like, you know, as a kid, you'd sit there going, oh, for God's sake, not the bloody History Channel. And, but you you don't realise when you get older that actually the effect that that's had, and it's obviously 100 episodes in, you know, I think sitting downstairs <laughs> watching the History Channel was probably a good, pretty good childhood, to be honest. So, it, you know, and like I said, it... it it was only on days where you know we couldn't go out. You know, how many times we go to the museums in London and things like that, and and obviously all of that's history. And it's you don't. I think it's one of those things. And even like I, I just had the the girls' parents' evenings at school, um, and one of the teachers was saying, you know, they're they're learning at the moment about Grimsby, the history of Grimsby. Um, so for those of you who don't know, that's where I live. That's a, a, a biggest big fishing town. Um, was in the 80s the biggest fishing port in the world um, massive history behind Grimsby as a town might even do an episode on Grimsby to be honest at some point um, and you know Summer my youngest child she's absolutely loving history at school and then, and a lot of that comes from the fact that she she listens to me and you know it, you sort of you realise the effect that it has uh, on other generations so yeah I think the reason I'm sat here doing episode 100, even though I do most of the episodes, I would say your influence is the reason I'm at that point. So that's nice to know. Yeah. So, but yeah. So thank you everybody for supporting us, and hopefully you you guys stay with us and and keep the support going uh, for for many years to come. You know, we want to keep this going, and yeah have something to look back on when I'm old and grey and can't record anything anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I am now. <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> so, but yeah, so thank you very much. Um, thanks for listening and, and join us again next week for episode 101. So thank you very much. Bye-bye.
In the heat of the moment, you're not just keeping it calm, you're keeping it cool too. With an ice cold cold brew, and not just any cold brew, but one that's slow steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. At Mattress Firm's Black Friday Now Sale, save up to 60% on Sealy with queen mattresses starting at $279.99. Talk to a sleep expert today and unjunk your sleep. In the heat of the moment, you're not just keeping it calm, you're keeping it cool too. With an ice cold cold brew, and not just any cold brew, but one that's slow steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. At Mattress Firm's Black Friday Now Sale, save up to 60% on Sealy with queen mattresses starting at $279.99. Talk to a sleep expert today and unjunk your sleep. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with Geico. Just ask your neighbors.